Listener Production. Like the black pudding in a full English breakfast. Don't ask any questions. Just start chewing. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I saw this uh, article in the news about um, timber skyscrapers. How are you feeling about those? Don't mind a timber skyscraper. I mean, wood, a renewable resource. We can grow more trees. That's we can make the... timber. The concrete, pretty bad for the environment. So if we can, if we can get it happening, for sure. Yeah, but I just, I just feel like there'd be too much wobble, mate. I mean, have you seen how much trees sway? They <laughs> <laughs> do, and also, yeah, I think there is the. Um, I've been working on being able to make sure that they're fireproof as well, because that would be the uh, the other thing that's doing it. But I think I think they're working on the technology, and I think it could be uh, good good if done in the correct way. I don't. Although know. You, you don't want it to wobble and fall down and have people go timber. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be bad. That would not be appropriate. Better than taxi, though. I think if anything fell over and people said yelled taxi, I'd be like, not now. Oh, imagine if a skyscraper went down no. and people went, taxi! <laughs> that would be the most inappropriate taxi of all time. But look, um, how high can they get? How, how high are these timber skyscrapers? There's a couple that I saw are going to be going up uh, a few applications around Perth. A proposal for a 47-storey apartment building. Mm. I mean, it's a it's a hybrid of timber and concrete. The core is concrete, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Just seeing the frame go up, it makes me get a little. It makes me feel wobbly already. It makes you feel wobbly. I tell you, who's licking the lips? Termites. Ooh, <laughs> they are getting ready. No, I'm sure. I'm sure smart people out there are, are making it good for all conditions. But look, we've we've got a structurally sound podcast for you today. Matt O'Kine is going to be bringing in his mind blown and up next, love is in the air. But where there's love, potentially there's disaster. And that's happening up next. I was part of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, I was at this Bucks party recently, and uh, you know we have, you know, guys our age, we don't catch up nearly as much as we should. So people chatting about work, life, etc. And uh, the topic of the podcast came up. Um, you know, people asking you how's the podcast yeah, going? How's the podcast sort of going? Yep. You know, saying, oh, I've always wondered how do you, you know, how do you come up with ideas every single day? Yep. You know. So then I said, oh, look, you know. I get my ideas from tarot cards. <laughs> If it comes up and you get the goddess of flatulence, you know, he's got flatulence, is ready to go. Well, as as it was, we were having this discussion, someone broke a wine glass, right? They were like getting, they were moving oh. things on the table and they broke a mm-hmm. wine glass. And I just pointed and I said, well, here you go. Right? <laughs> so I said, this is what happens. Something fairly small and mundane happens in life. Yeah. I spot it. I think, oh, I'm at a Bucks party. A wine glass has been broken. So the question I would ask is, what have you broken at your Bucks party, right? <laughs> and then the guy I was talking to goes, oh, and uh, what would people say? And I said, oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I asked the question and people sort of, you know, we get answers from all around Australia, sometimes the world. They've always got funny stories. And he says, oh, because I've got a story for that. Right? Oh. I'm like, I'm like, you start doing some live <laughs> talk back. Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, well, at my Bucks party, almost immediately, 
the first thing that happened while we were getting everything ready, setting up the whole area, someone moved a chair back from the dining table and their entire elbow went through the wall behind the, <laughs> the dining table. And because there was a huge hole in the wall and then other people started joining the, the Bucks party and getting into it, the hole just kept getting bigger and bigger until like almost the whole half the wall was just into the lounge room. And I was like, what? <laughs> so right there and then he had just happen? proven my point. I'm like, you just tore down a wall at the house of your Bucks party? What what kind of ha- what was it the groom's house or something? Or were they staying at some? I think sort they of, must have uh, been an Airbnb rental? or something, which is just awful. Like that's one star, honestly. That is, if you're an Airbnb host out there, I'm sorry, I wouldn't let this absolute grub into my house either. <laughs> Not at all. Goodness but I did gracious. find it funny because I was like, well, this has this is exactly how it all unfolds, and so it just made me think straight away. Well. Tell us about your hens or bucks disaster stories. <laughs> the, the floodgates opened and we got plenty of people. Anonymous said we paid $600 for the bucks. It didn't even include drinks and some people didn't get a bed. Oh, bro. So- Fighting for a bed. I mean, that wasn't unlike my situation. I'll tell you what, I paid for the whole weekend just recently. Paid for the mm. whole weekend. I get the inflatable mattress in the lounge room and I didn't even... I only stayed one night. <laughs> How, how much how did you have to pay for the Oh about three hundred and fifty bucks or something? Was that adjusted for other people who had mattresses? <laughs> like inner springs? Well I tell you what, that bloody bucks didn't pay a single dollar. Um uh, and he had the big bed. No, but um that reminds me that did story they, did they did the end have to pay for the like wedding presents and stuff? Oh yeah, but you know me, I'm not a gifts person, Alex Dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry. I'm joking. I will always do the gift thing for a wedding. Yep. Um, ben got in touch and said, My mate fell off the back of a party boat in Moreton Bay in the middle of the night. He was lost for seven hours. Oh, no. 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 That, dude, that's like... Oh, that's not good. That, <laughs> that's not good. Oh, oh my God. Boy. I mean, you'd be pretty stoked when they find you after seven hours <laughs> in Morton Bay. Just hanging desperately onto a gigantic inflatable dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd take it. You would take it. Ashlyn said, I know a bride that dumped the groom at the altar when she found out his groom men took him to a strip club. Oh, What? I'll tell you what, that's an expensive lap dance, isn't it? Yeah, at the altar you went to a strip club. I thought that, um, you know, getting dumped at the altar really only happens in like 90s rom-coms. I haven't, I haven't heard a real-life altar dumpering. Isn't, you know, that what the stereotypical Bucks party involves? Yeah. Maybe that was talked about beforehand and it was no strip clubs, please, and then trust was breached. Well, that's it. I mean, no we had a, there all, was a, at this particular Bucks, there was a no strippers rule and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, that's, that's what you make of it. Um, well, we've also got Shannon who sent us a voice message. You can always get in touch via voice, matt.n.alex on Insta or mattandalex.com.au. But it sounds like Shannon's friend had a wild hens party. So a friend came back from a hens party and said that it was a good night, not that loose, like not out of control. Woke up in the morning and the bin was upside down on the floor in the kitchen and underneath the bin was a human shit. 
uh, on the what? tiles in the kitchen. No one in the group said that they'd done it. They've never done anything like that before. Adamant that it wasn't them. That is not a traditional hen's party thing. Do you know what I mean? Like that, no one, yeah. it's not like, oh, let's tie yeah. the hen up to, you know, <laughs> to the couch or something silly. Like, it's like, I am going to go out of my way while everyone's asleep to just poop on the floor. But someone's obviously tried to clean it up, but instead of putting it in a bin, they've put the <laughs> bin over the top. Like the worst, you know, guess which cup the ball's under game ever. Do you know what it is? Someone's actually trying to be a hen and they've laid a brown egg in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten this whole hen's party thing wrong. <laughs> oh my god, this is Matt Nelly's all day breakfast. Do you ever lie in bed some nights, Alex Dyson, and just think, how is my heart beating? <laughs> Not particularly. Sometimes I, I get obsessed with it. I think like, how is it knowing to beat? And then I'm like, what happens if it just stops, you know? Well, I think that's the parasympathetic nervous system, if I'm remembering my 3-4 psychology days, where it's just these things that go on behind the scenes. It's just happening. Yeah. I start freaking out if I think about it too much. I'm like, I can't believe it's just doing it by itself. Mm. You know, it's pretty amazing. The mind-blown fact for this week, I've actually got two, a little two for the price of one for you. Facts about the body? Well, one is not our body, the blue whale. Now, that's a big body. Oh, yeah. And uh, the heart is no different, okay? Um, so, blue whale heart, right? I saw Gang of Youths over the weekend. They said it best. The heart is a muscle. Oh, is it a good show? Yeah, very good. They're great. Greta Ray. So good. Middle kids, Gang oh. of Youths. Can't complain. Oh, wow. Wow, good to be back. Um, well, talking about the blue whale... Okay, their uh, their heart can weigh in excess of five hundred and eighty kilograms. Oh, it's a big weight, big 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 weight, big heart. Um, is the size of a small car. Right, <laughs> oh, it's pretty big. Um, but the gigantic heart, right, that they have beats eight to ten times per minute, and each heartbeat can be heard from over two miles away. <laughs> That's that's pretty amazing. So right. a, a heartbeat, what, every six seconds or something? Yeah. Boom. Two, three, four, five, six. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just, not just <laughs> like huge. Is that the sound they use in like trailers for like movies like Godzilla? <laughs> like the <laughs> pause. <laughs> 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 Matt placing his gullets on the microphone there to bring that sound to you. It's a wonder they can eat anything. You know, if I was krill or, you know, plankton, if two I miles was away, you've been warned, mate. You've been warned. Yeah, the krill would get out of there from the from the beat of the heart. Um, that is pretty rough. What if they got, like, heartburn? Do you know if they get that? Ooh. Tell you what, imagine the size of the bloody bottle of Gaviscon they got to sleep next to. <laughs> That'd be massive. So wait, do you have two different facts, did you say? I did because Bron 
texted me and uh, said, got your mind blown sorted. Oh, Bron, just doing his homework for him. Yeah, behind the scenes. This is the text direct from Bron. I just found out Saddam Hussein wrote an erotic novel. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find this out, Bron? Someone, to- my friend told me about it and I was like, what do you mean? I have to text Matt right now <laughs> or so, I'll forget this. So like a very popular podcast, given you listen to them, uh, you might know of it. My dad wrote a porno. So literally you could have my dictator wrote a porno, <laughs> the podcast of someone reading out Saddam's erotic novel. You could. You know what it was called? Yeah. Um, uh, Zabiba and the King. Zabiba and the King. Zabiba, the, like a... Sexy. Kind I, of. I believe that Zabiba is the um, the main female protagonist in the story. Right. Um, it's it's apparently right. It was it was it was published anonymously in Iraq um, in two thousand and and you know apparently written by Saddam Hussein um, was a bestseller originally sold over a million copies and no one knew it was Saddam. I think they knew it was him, but he had a, a ghostwriter's name. Right. Well, okay, so according to Wikipedia, the US CIA believes that it was written by ghostwriters with the direct influence of Saddam. Right. A 20-part television series and a musical were based on it, were later produced. And uh, it's about a, a powerful ruler of medieval Iraq and a beautiful commoner girl called Zabiba. Um, now, Zabiba's husband is very cruel. Mm. And uh, she meets the king and, you know, it's all better. And apparently um, it's all a metaphor where the husband is the United States and, um, you know, the way that he treats her represents oh. the, the invasion of Iraq um, and and then it's, you know, he, the, they're being saved. So it's not just, you know, your, your 50 Shades of Grey surface level sex fest. It's got some deeper... Deeper meanings in there. Apparently, yes. Wow. Um, and I, from my understanding, you wrote a few novels. Just one of them was happened to be of the erotic kind. But uh, there you go. What do you reckon? Mind blowing? Mind. So we always ask you about uh, your mind blowing facts that you've learned across the week. And we have Paul who got in touch with us. My mind blowing fact is I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge, but still mind blowing every time you hear it is that Dim Sims were created in Melbourne. <laughs> Mind just blown. Mind blown. Blown away. The humble Dimmy coming out of the city of Melbourne. Yeah, developed by a Chinese chef, William Wing Young, for his restaurant Wing Lee in Melbourne around 1945. How about that? Tell you what, I don't like giving free shout-outs, but <laughs> there's a certain dim sim outlet in Melbourne that uh, has my taste buds tingling every time I even think about that drizzly city. <laughs> Matt's heart starts beating. <laughs> like a blue whale. Like a blue whale. <laughs> Just open the mouth and catch fried and steamed little dimmies in my brain. No, what is it? What is it? Your, is it brain? Your brain? Baleen. Oh, your baleen. <laughs> <laughs> All day breakfast. There's two types of people. Alex Dyson. Oh, yes, there is. I'm going to ask you a question. When you wake up in the middle of the night, all right? Sure. 
Do you check the clock or not? <laughs> um, I try not to for the first mm. little while. Mm. So you don't give it a quick glance, figure out how much longer you got to sleep, etc. No, no, it puts me off. Well, that's it. I often, what? I often think I wonder what time it is. Um, and eventually, sometimes I'll crack. You know, he's like, oh, I can't sleep. I'll listen to something, and then I'll look at the clock and go, Oh, it doesn't feel like one a.m. I felt <laughs> I'd slept longer. Yeah. What about you, Bron? I always check the time. Do you? Yeah. Every time you wake up. Every time I wake up, straight on my phone immediately. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not sure doctors advise that, No, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you're meant to do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I used to check as well like I, because it gave me comfort if I knew that I had longer to sleep. But the problem is it gives you comfort if you've got longer to sleep. If you've got shorter to sleep, it really starts freaking you out. Yeah. Like you start going into a, like a whirlwind of, Wind of um, panic, you know, whirlpool of panic. But I was looking at an article recently and apparently to a psychologist, Dr. Narina Ramlarkin, uh, sleep and stress management expert, uh, they suggest that, yep, checking the clock every single night is only going to lead to a more disturbed night's sleep. Really? Um, Well, now that the phone is the clock in my room... Like, as growing up, I had one of those, like, digital things, which were, like, super bright, had a radio in it. So you yep. wake up and the light in the room is coming from the clock. <laughs> from and you've the got time, the, green, the green time going at you. And I remember thinking, say, it was, like, 2.52, like, the, the five and the two sort of look like a tree <laughs> when they're next to each other. <laughs> they were the th- young thoughts I have in the middle of the night as a child. Well, I remember I used to set, when I didn't have to wake up on a weekend, I would still set the alarm so that I could wake up, go, ha ha, I don't have any reason to get up for, that would make me feel really good, and then I'd go back to sleep. So you'd set an alarm out of spite for your clock. <laughs> I'd prank you'd, my... Yeah, <laughs> you'd wake up, give the middle finger <laughs> to... I don't have to listen alarm. to you. And then go back to sleep. You have a problem with authority? Yes. <laughs> I think that NWA song. Empty <laughs> alarm coming straight from the underground. So, anyways, now that we know you're not supposed to look at the clock, um, you know I've decided not going to do it. And then so far, it's helped. Do you have a well. clock in the room, or it's just your phone? No, just my phone. But it's not going to help. Like I realize knowing that information is not going to make me feel any better or worse. Like. It can only make me feel worse. I, I like trying to judge the time if it is morning, but it's not super bright. You could go, oh, it could be like early morning. It's worth just trying to guess and see how close you can get, I think, sometimes. <laughs> it's a good game. Just a little, that's going to be the new prices, right, at five o'clock in the afternoon on a school day, just watching people wake up <laughs> and guess what time it is. Yeah, guess that time. <laughs> <laughs> All day breakfast. Well, time to get the bill, Alex Dyson, because we are putting our knives and forks down on another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And if you'd like to be part of the show, make sure you're following our Instagram, matt.and.alex, where we post a bunch of questions and the odd dank meme or two. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.